Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. It is Tuesday the 25th of January. 2022, I'm Dom Knight, and Charles Berth, we've actually got a new episode. <laughs> Yay! We've dropped the ball for two days. We promised that every single day of summer, mm. of, well, January, we'd have a new episode of War Stories. Yes. Chewing the fat with old colleagues, the yarns from behind. We fucked up, didn't we? We On Friday, we just didn't do an episode. You were down the yeah. coast, you didn't have a microphone. Yeah, I, yeah, I just forgot my microphone, that's the reason. Yeah, like, definitely. And, but, I couldn't be bothered. But also, a couple of the team caught COVID. Yes, that's right, which I... I, I admitted on Friday that that wasn't the reason. Yeah, they, yeah that's right. Told that story. But we yeah. have a new episode. It is Julian Week on uh, the Chaser Report this week. Julian Morrow, hello. Hello. It is great to be with you and to know that uh, things have not got better since I last spoke to you. <laughs> Still as professional as ever. Good to hear. Yeah, we had this whole program of recording. This whole we were quite organised, and then. We can't really blame. Can we blame Omicron? Omicron uh, well, but no, but the Omicron is definitely to blame. Okay, mm. I'm going to chase be, a variant. I'm going to be claiming this on our pandemic insurance. We've got <laughs> pandemic insurance, don't we, Julian? Oh, I'm sure we do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We have three of the original founders of The Chaser here, actually, so we're all liable for all mm. that happened from 1999 on. We'll it's get amazing that. that any of us is solvent, really. I'm um, not really, but we'll get into the whole story in just a second. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week, you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. None of the medical advice contained in the Chaser Report should legally be considered medical advice. The Chaser Report. Julian, I think I should say welcome because I think this is the first time you've ever been on the Chaser Report, isn't it? It may well be. Yeah. Um, there goes my New Year's resolutions <laughs> <laughs> for the last three years. Last three, twenty-two. You made it this far. No, well, welcome. It's, it's, it's great to, to be up. here. Lovely to yeah. see you. We've been. I like mining. what you've done with the studio. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're recording outdoors. What with Omicron and everything, and, and me being paranoid, etc. But um, no, it's it's nice sort of th- given that we started the whole shindig a million years ago. I can't believe what. How many years is it? It, it was nineteen ninety-nine. So what's that? Twenty-three years. Oh my this God. year in May. Yeah. Um, you would think it had got better over the years. Yeah, certainly more organised. No, yeah. no. no, I think it is getting better. It's much better than back when you were running it, Julian. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh, running is putting it a bit high, but yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, the fact that it survived at all is is somewhat miraculous. Um, to this, But the whole point of this is to look back at, I mean, the, the term glory days gets bandied about, but certainly the time when we were out, when it was possible to make kind of stunt-based TV, which mm. these days I think even before it's known COVID, as TikTok, it was just done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
there's no way you could do most of the stuff that we did um, these days, and you probably shouldn't have done most of the stuff that we did back in those days. So yeah, yeah nice to be talking about it. And it, it was sort of often up to you to sort of argue with the ABC lawyers and Ed Poll people and. Mm. I I think the the word you're looking for is always. It was always to manage all those complicated relationships with bosses. Which was sort of ridiculous in a way. And we've touched on it in earlier episodes of this season where you're just going, it is extraordinary when you look back to think about all the sort of slightly illegal things that, you know, our national broadcaster allowed us to do. Well, again, allowed is an interesting word, isn't it? Because, yeah, I mean, often often the things that end up being most celebrated behind the scenes, um, they desperately didn't want us to do. Um, and But, yeah, you, it was a different time. You could get away with more stuff then. But I suppose over the years, we just tried many things and we've mm. slowly got a bit better at it and, and, and kind of chose some of the right risks to take and made some stupid mistakes that didn't explode too badly and that, that kind of prevented us from being killed, which was nice. Yeah. Mm. Uh, certainly looking back, there were quite a few genuinely dangerous things that we did. And at some mm. point during this week, I want to talk about the time that you went to a CIA black site <laughs> to film television. Let's do that. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, I'm sure that, I don't think I've ever been as scared as that day. So yeah, let's, let's, let's do the post-traumatic stress. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that in a short while. But um, there was a segment, Jules, that I think really let you uh, sort of vent your your all of your bugbears because you're a person mm. for those who know you do have bugbears things get stuck in your craw and you come up with a segment that was just a perfect way of getting revenge on on really ordinary citizens <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. the citizens infringement officer yes the citizens infringement officer was basically yeah a, it was cheaper than therapy it was a way of channeling being uh, you know enraged at uh, getting things like parking tickets and mm. it was basically just trying to come up with a comedy angle on that but it was one of the few things that, that I did that ended up being able to turn into a segment. And so we did a few versions of it. And it was really good fun to do. And as you say, I channeled my inner authoritarian fuckwit. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, which, which just sort of fits perfectly. Like, it being a didn't tall have to channel person, very far, to yeah, be fair, yeah. Being sort of tall and quite imposing and quite stern, it, people often just didn't want to take you on. <laughs> yeah, it, it was really funny doing those stunts because you also sort of see people drifting in and out of thinking that it might be a joke. Mm. And it was always funny to see people who would start to not believe you and you think, oh, well, this is all over now. But then they'd sort of get back into the, <laughs> the mode. Um, and Chaz made a point of, of, of encouraging me to try and get people really angry. <laughs> um, well, that was always his style back, yeah, in, back yeah. in the radio days. He just always wanted anger as the outro. But it did, it did help, particularly with the first one, the Citizens Infringement Officer, about number plates, wanker plates. Mm. We'd done uh, some shooting and it was, it looked like a pretty good segment, but I remember Chaz saying to me, you know what we need is we need someone to get really angry and that will be the out. And so I went out from down the ABC Ultimo offices one evening, basically on a mission to find <laughs> some poor unsuspecting person and really piss them off, uh, found someone and that became like the, the, the punchline. So we should listen to this. There's actually three beats in this clip because I listened to it. The first one is you actually taking on a parking officer. That's the, how, how it all starts. And then you, uh, you pick on a fairly common target for the chase. So let's have a listen to how it all goes down. Now, uh, Andrew, you might recall a few weeks ago, I decided to start issuing some random fines and tickets to people that I don't like. What do I do wrong? 
This is for being a parking inspector. <laughs> yeah, and since they went to air, we've had quite a few letters from hmm. people who say it's unfair to pick on people who are just doing their job. Except when they're parking inspectors. It's good on you. Yes, yeah. You know, I've been thinking about this, though, and I, I actually think it was a bit unfair to single out parking oh, really? inspectors. I mean, there are plenty of other people who piss me off and who also deserve an on-the-spot fine, yeah, even down in the ABC car park. Not having the guts to publish Jonestown and sucking up to your Liberal Party mates. It's a $90 fine. ABC board director is the thing that we're saying. I still haven't paid it, I still haven't paid it, but you know, I, I've gotten into the spirit of this issuing tickets things. I really enjoy it. In fact, when I think about it, there's another class of people on our roads who annoy me even more than parking inspectors. I'm the citizen's infringement officer. Okay. I'm giving you a ticket for being an obnoxious tool. <laughs> All right. What's that? Yeah, what does it say? NSX GT. What sort of car is this? Yeah, Honda NSX. Means you're a wanker, mate. That's $100. <laughs> <laughs> We're just uh, booking uh, wanker number plates. you got BMW i25. <laughs> Sorry, that's a try-hard number plate, mate. <laughs> we didn't need to be told it was a BMW. That is a $100 fine. Personalised number plate and an extra $50 for a daggy name. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never done that. Playboy. Playboy. Alright, try hard spelling, 150 bucks. Yeah, mate. Pulp One. Both pretentious and confusing. That, my friend, is a $100 fine. I'm giving you a ticket for driving a Volvo. <laughs> I'm the citizen's infringement officer. I'm giving you a ticket for being a wanker. <laughs> what does that say? DRIF7N. Is that trying to say drifting? Oh? Is that what it's trying to say? Is Are it you trying to say? Man? Yeah, absolutely. That's a wanker number plate, my friend. It's a hundred dollars. Are you fucking serious, man? Yep. <laughs> what the fuck? Don't be a dickhead, bro. Yeah, well, you know, you, you take that good advice yourself. I mean, drifting. What are you gonna do, man? I'm gonna book you. Huh? I'm gonna book you. Give me a ticket. You don't even have any power. Hey, come on. You don't even have any fucking hair, man. Mate, I'm just doing my job, all right? <laughs> I can't do that, my friend. That's another fine. Ripping up my ticket, that's $200. Oh, great. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. The Chaser Report. News you know you can't trust. I ran into the guy who drove... Drifting oh my God, really? at a pub some years later, and uh, we had a good chat. He was uh, he was one of those people who went from being like he sort of thought it was a joke, and then he got really angry at the end. And I was a bit, you know, when he said he was going to smash my face in, I mean, you know, like like all of us, I'm a complete coward, mm. uh, except maybe Chaz. And um, so I was a bit worried. But he's one of those people who went. When I said, "Oh, this was just for." Uh, the Chasers War and everything for a TV show. He's like, oh, I love that show. Fantastic. Great. No worries. Yeah. And he was perfectly happy. He was just keen to be on it. Well, this <laughs> so, is part of the thing. Uh, we actually haven't touched on this yet is that in many cases when you film something like that, you've then got to get their consent to yes. wear it, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. every person you piss off, you have to sort of then charm. And some of the producers were quite, were quite good at that. Yeah. One of our producers, Nathan, was a legend at that. And he went from, with a stunt that Chris Taylor had done, he went from intervening uh, 
with a restaurant owner who'd picked up a plastic chair and was about to hit Chris with it. He stopped him from hitting him with the the chair, much to my disappointment, and then <laughs> managed to argue him down and get him to sign a release. That's now that is a pretty major achievement. We all had writers <laughs> meetings like that, with Chris, didn't we? Um, yeah, was that for the was that for the Stocking Heads? We've talked about no, that. No, that was that was um, I had something Good to do with pepper. Was it crack pepper? It was one in. It, it was one of Chris's very extensive jokes you can do at fine dining restaurants, which was oh, yes. uh, sort of autobiographical. <laughs> but I think it was about instead of having. Uh, it was having different types of musician as the live music oh. at restaurants, and so he started off with a kazoo, and then he had like a like a um, a whole bunch of stupid instruments, basically. And he basically was trying to um, drive a hold of patrons out of some restaurant. <laughs> this was back, obviously, before the pandemic when people went to restaurants. For younger listeners, yeah, there was a time when you could go to places and sit down and eat indoors. Yes, it's, it's yeah. sort of like an inconvenient <laughs> version of Uber Eats. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was a time when musicians actually supplemented their income from performing by going and busking in restaurants. And stuff. Yes, no, yeah, yeah. Don't have anymore. So you did that. You must have done the infringement officer what half a dozen times. Yeah, times? yeah, yeah. It was. We got a lot of suggestions from people because it was it was quite a um, you know borderline popular character. But the number of suggestions that people gave us for things they'd like to see the citizens infringement officer do was quite a lot. It was actually pretty hard to turn one of those ideas into a segment that worked. But we definitely did. We did baby names, so we went yeah. around, um, uh, yeah, finding the names of kids and insulting their, their <laughs> the doting parents. That was fun. Um, One that aged is, um, which is on here, is ringtones. Yes, annoying ringtones. <laughs> just, yeah, you never hear a mobile phone ring anymore. No, that's right. Yeah, Thank I'd God. forgotten that we'd done that, but yeah, we did. We did quite a few, and it was, it was fun. And we did a sort of a, a spin-off, which was also one of my favourites, which was not writing a ticket for sort of like pre-existing things like that but we did a like a, a speed trap in a car park so I had a little golf buggy <laughs> and I would I would book people for going like six in a five zone <laughs> and 12 in a 10 zone um, and that was a lot of fun and that was another example of as is often the case with these stunts that they are not just the result of the like the chaser riders room there, it's a broader group of people, the producers and the and the directors who were contributing to it. And I'm pretty sure that that idea was one of Craig Melville's ideas. He was a director right. and he came up with the idea. So we did a sort of parody of um, Cops, but, oh, but okay. with me pulling people over. So I had a golf buggy with a siren and I would come out of nowhere and wave people over and then book them in the car park. And um, that was that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Wasn't there a movie, Paul Blart, More Cop, that came as a sort of a similar <laughs> idea of the pissiest cop in the world? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was one of the few things that was even more lame than, than the scissors infringement officer, I think. Yeah. But so to get one of these things off the line, the amount of negotiating you had to do some of the time just seemed so intense. Just, just watching the process of your endless emails and you just sort of wore them down a lot of the time. I mean, uh, these ones maybe might have not have been quite as risky, but some of the riskier stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, the secret of all the chaser stunts is that we had the footage and, and it was a time when no one else was filming. People weren't filming with camera phones or anything like that. So we had the luxury of being able to film a lot of stuff and mm. then condense it down. And, you know, the old rule was, if I do something stupid, we edit it out. And if you yeah. do something stupid, it's in. Mm. And so that was, you know, we were able to make things look sharper and condense things pretty well. But a lot of the time, yeah, you had to work people up quite a lot. And then 
um, and then try and stop them from hitting you afterwards. Um, and I think uh, Chaz got a knife pulled on him once. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, but episode. that was that about was as bad as it, as it got. The weird thing about the twist on that was that the person recognised him. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, he said, oh, I'm from Candid Camera. And the guy went, no, you're from you're Chaz from The Chaser and I'm right. going to kill you. Well, I remember from Series um, 3 when we were doing Vox Pops. I don't think it was Citizen Infringement Officer, but it was doing Vox Pops in Texas. And oh, yeah. we had sold um, the war on everything, like an international edition overseas. And I was trying to Vox Pop this guy and... The guy said, no, mate, I don't want to be on the chaser. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> in Texas? Uh, yeah, in Texas. So, you know, it's, it, it was, um, cool. yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because the weird thing is, and I mentioned this before, but when you see people in, interacting with the officer who's there, and you look like a real parking, like you've got the proper outfit on, mm. but then there's a camera crew. So people are believing somehow that there is a particular type of <laughs> petty suburban official that has a full camera crew and is like a sound recordist in a boom. Yeah, when yeah. they go and well, I mean, when, when did Border Force start? Because ma- oh, ma- maybe that true. existed at the time. Like these days, people sort of would not be surprised if there mm. was a you know reality TV show about that sort of thing. I can't remember whether that had started at the time, but yeah, that suspension of disbelief of like, why is there a bunch of cameras there? Um, and one of our producers and directors, Brad Howard, always used to have to deal with that. And um, he hated it. Buddy. Yeah, yeah. But he would always just say, "Oh, we're just it's a road safety video." That's what he would answer when anyone asked, "Why yeah, are you it, filming?" Because it sounds like the most boring thing ever. Yeah, there's never a follow up question. He yeah, would like, oh, really? Can I be part of it? No, <laughs> I definitely don't yeah. want to know anything yeah. more about that. Citizens Infringement Officer probably is the closest thing we did to a road safety mm. video. Come to think of it, but. did it get it? Because I know you've both filmed stunts more recently. I mean, with the checkout a while back, and but Charles is still doing. Them. Is it easier with modern gear? I mean, the fact that everyone can pretty much do almost television quality stuff with a phone. Is it is it a bit more low key to film stunts now, and also with the wireless mics and stuff? I'd imagine it'd be, or even drones, if you're really going to town. I haven't done it for years, so I I, I don't really know. I think it's probably easier to film because I think the audiences are more savvy, and the average punter's probably more savvy. But I don't mm. know. Yeah, I mean, I've filmed some stunts in the last month or so, and um, the fact that you can just take a phone anywhere is just like we book tickets to this bankers conference it was like 1200 bucks a head Those and we birds. just we just walked in with all the equipment we needed through all the security because all we needed was a couple of iPhones yeah yeah, yeah no, that's that's certainly made things a, a whole lot better and the lens cameras are really are really tricky as well mm. so but the fact that you can you don't have to hide your camera and no one bats an eye with at it is pretty good mm. all right Jules well thanks for doing this um we're gonna let's convince everyone that we're Definitely doing this on four separate days rather than just having one long series <laughs> yeah. of conversations. Yeah. And is, you, you wouldn't believe it, but yeah. the same birds have just, that were here two <laughs> days ago have just flown over us. But by the way, also, if you hear people playing in the pool, that's because we're right next to a pool. <laughs> we're not in a pool. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, we're not just ruining your day, we're ruining the day of the people in the pool as well. Yeah. All right, we'll catch you tomorrow. I guess from Road Microphones, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Catch you then. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.